Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals combines the four most powerful of these plant-based foods. Black garlic, black radish root, black peppercorn, and black cumin seed, which I believe to be one of the most promising in its wide range of potential therapeutic applications. It's an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, circulation, and immunity. It's a delicious tasting supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturephafm, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Black for Health is all natural science-based and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's good to be with you this weekend because, well, we got a lot of information to share with you. And we will take your phone calls. You can call in with your questions or comments. Uh, maybe you got uh, something to say about uh, the current COVID situation. 877-726-8255 is our number. And yeah, we're still going to be talking about COVID and probably for a while, but there's a lot that's going on uh, outside the realm of COVID. Uh, the threat of COVID is decreasing across the country. Uh, just over the past couple of days, I attended a really marvelous medical conference, an integrative medical conference here in New York City, where uh, the attendance was a little bit down, but it was great to see colleagues uh, reemerging. Uh, yes, they did require us to wear masks, and most people stayed with the program because it was an indoor event. Uh, Dr. Andrew Weil was... One of the keynote speakers, he came out from Arizona to address an audience here in New York City. And uh, I have some pithy comments that he's made on the current state of medicine to share with you later in the program. 877-726-8255. Uh, restaurants are teeming here in New York after a long hiatus. It's nice to see people uh, going out. They're out and about. And of course, uh, inside a restaurant, yeah, maybe they enter with a mask, but uh, the masks go off pretty quickly because people got to eat and drink. And so uh, nightlife is resuming. Uh, the pulse of the city is quickening. And it's nice to see kind of a revival because, well, Omicron took a toll here in New York, but it's also left us with a lot of herd immunity. According to a recent study, 73% of New Yorkers have immunity to the new Omicron variant. And that's uh, conferring quite a lot of resistance. And there's kind of a curious quote here from Bill Gates, who is absolutely a vaccine advocate, and he is the nemesis of people who are anti-vaxxers. Uh, but he uh, truly believes in the benefits of vaccines. He wants to extend uh, the protection of vaccines to all the people of the globe, uh, billions of people across uh, parts of the globe where they're underserved. And uh, that's been part of this platform even pre-COVID. And he got in the bandwagon with uh, COVID vaccines. And he has this to say 
Uh, this reported on uh, Twitter. Sadly, the virus itself, particularly the variant called Omicron, is a type of vaccine. Creates both B-cell and T-cell immunity. And it's done a better job of getting out to the world population than we have with vaccines. <laughs> so he kind of feels that uh, Omicron has stolen the show from him. Uh, a curious statement. There's, there's an uh, article in the Wall Street Journal today. And as predicted, uh, they're going to try and make the COVID vaccine into kind of an annual flu vaccine situation. Headline, FDA eyes second COVID-19 booster shot. So that would mean a fourth vaccine for some. It's already being trialed in Israel, especially for the, quote, vulnerable population. Uh, this story in the Wall Street Journal from today, U.S. health regulators are looking at potentially authorizing a fourth dose of a COVID-19 vaccine in the fall. According to people familiar with the matter, they say the planning is still in early stages and authorization would depend on ongoing studies establishing that a fourth dose would shore up people's molecular defenses that waned after their first booster, that would be the third shot, and reduce their risk of symptomatic severe disease. Well, this kind of flies in the face of um, something that we call natural immunity. Natural immunity has been highlighted by a lot of scientists and health authorities as being kind of the wild card in this because uh, well we're talking about vaccines but a lot of people have acquired natural immunity just about everyone i know here in new york <laughs> really everyone i know including yours truly has had omicron and uh, now there are far fewer cases it kind of blew through like uh, a prairie thunderstorm in december and january and now there are very few cases here in new york uh, and this call for a uh, fourth COVID-19 booster shot flies in the face of recommendations by vaccine proponents like Paul Offit. He's all about vaccines, very much in favor of vaccines. He developed a rotavirus vaccine for kids. He is by no means an anti-vaxxer, but he wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post last week. People who've had COVID don't need three vaccine shots. And he highlights the robust protection that is afforded by uh, natural uh, infection. And uh, there are studies like this, uh, a new study that's come out. New study shows natural immunity to COVID has enduring strength. Uh, what the lead author of the study says, quote, while the quantity of antibodies decreases with time in both COVID-19 recovered patients and vaccinated individuals, the quality of antibodies performance increases following infection, but not after vaccination. So, you know, you get kind of equivalent protection for a little while, whether you took the vaccine or whether you had COVID. But if you had COVID, the, the protection is more uh, comprehensive and long-lasting and it too wanes because I've talked to a lot of people who've had COVID twice usually that happens when they had the uh, alpha or the delta variant uh, in 2020 or in early 2021 and then they then Omicron circled around and they got kind of a mild infection because Omicron is so different but um, uh, people who've had Omicron should feel pretty good about uh, their risk of 
serious reinfection for at least six months. Um, they also talk about um, the potential for vaccines to cause harm in people who've already had recent infections. There's a study here. Uh, it looks like uh, a U.S.-China uh, collaboration. Actually, it's from the, the Veterans Health Administration. And what they say here is that um, the if you uh, have had COVID, uh, you may have a slightly higher risk of an adverse reaction if you get a vaccine after you've had COVID. And that may throw a wrench in plans to mandate uh, boosters or uh, seasonal COVID shots because so many people have already had COVID. And again, the incidence of these vaccine reactions, relatively uncommon, about one in a thousand. But if you project that to, say, 10 million people, that would be, what, one in a uh, hundred thousand. I mean, uh, more like uh, uh, one, uh, there would be uh, 10,000 reactions per 10 million people, one in a thousand, do the math. So, um, yeah, I, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. Uh, some people who are risk averse, maybe people who have serious comorbidities, who are frail, who are immunosuppressed, uh, they uh, may have um, a um, lower risk uh when it comes to the vaccine and a higher benefit. Uh, another study that takes a look at kids, you know, we want to get all the kids vaccinated. They're talking about vaccines for now. Uh, toddlers, six months to five years of age, they're already authorized the vaccine for kids over five. But um, we tend to think of kids being vulnerable potentially especially kids who are immunocompromised. They're what the average kid does fine with COVID, no biggie, but some kids are immunocompromised. And maybe we should be vaccinating kids because, well, who knows if your kid is immunocompromised. Your kid might come down with a severe illness if they come down with COVID. Um, big study just in, uh, Science Direct. Immunocompromised children and young people are at no increased risk of severe COVID-19. That's interesting because we would expect that maybe kids with poor immunity, maybe kids who have an autoimmune condition, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, for example, uh, kids who are on immunosuppressive therapies, maybe they've had a childhood cancer. Uh, here's what they say. UK immunocompromised pediatric patients were at no increased risk of severe COVID-19. Uh, some were admitted to hospital, but none had severe COVID or died, zero, um, they found that increasing age and immunodeficiency increased reporting of an infection, because why bother to report an infection if it's very mild? Um, so what they say in this study is that um, perhaps the specter of lots of kids dying from COVID or being hospitalized with severe illness may be somewhat exaggerated. And that kind of undermines the rationale for giving COVID shots to little kids, especially when it turns out that kids are not really the spreaders of COVID. Uh, yes, there are relatively rare instances of kids bringing home COVID, infecting parents. Uh, but even when that happens, parents are often 
relatively young people, uh, not as likely to experience severe COVID symptoms. And kids probably aren't the major vector of COVID spread. It's mostly spread among adults. The vaccine doesn't seem to have had a big impact on Omicron spread, which really spread like wildfire here in the Northeast and now is waning across the country. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255, our number, ready to take your phone calls. This is Intelligent Medicine. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com. You remodel your kitchen, you remodel your bathroom. Now remodel your gut. That's right, your gut. Any successful remodel job requires workers to show up with the necessary tools and ready to work. Well, it's just like that with probiotics. They need to come with prebiotics to encourage growth, as well as postbiotics to nourish the gut. And Dr. O'Hara's probiotics do just that. Dr. O'Hara's is the only probiotic capsule that contains a rich nutritional prebiotic, along with a full spectrum of 12 selected probiotic strains and naturally derived postbiotics. During a three-year fermentation process, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics create healthy, organic nutrients and the diversity of flora that are necessary for long-term digestive health. So remodel your gut today with the right workers. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics online as well as Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and natural health retailers nationwide today. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And I can't think of a place that I'd rather be than right here behind this very microphone to answer Steve's question. He's in Philadelphia. How are you doing? Hello, Dr. Hoffman. First, I really want to compliment you on your integrity and candidness in admitting that you had the Omicron Many people in your field would be reluctant because they would, yeah. you know, think, oh, you know, you take all these supplements to increase immunity, and no, therefore no, yeah. they no, wouldn't let, admit. Let me let me clarify that, Stephen. You know, is is uh, I think that the supplements helped me weather it, yeah, and yeah. I, I did not take any medication. I didn't take, uh, you know, hydroxy, you know, you know, cort you know uh, cortisone. I didn't take uh, ivermectin. Uh, hydroxychloroquine, you know, none of these uh, touted remedies. Uh, you know, I just took natural stuff, you know, amped up my vitamin C and took zinc lozenges and uh, additional quercetin, melatonin, and, uh, you know, hydrated and chilled out, you know. And, you know, in a few days it was over and I felt the better for it. And I have additional natural immunity. So there you have it. Well, thanks for being so candid. I sure. want to ask you, um, could the results of a carotid... Um, artery scan 
be to, to a certain degree extrapolated to indicate the health of arteries in other parts of the body, such as the heart? Yes and no, Stephen. Is, uh, and is, does this pertain to you? Did you have yes. that scan, and what yeah, were the uh, results? The, it said, what do they show? Well, it's, I have the details. I don't want to bore the audience, but it said less than 50% stenosis. Yeah. Yeah. And it gave so, the, philo- the velocity in both of the, uh, you know, and, sides so th- of the neck. If the velocity is good, that means there's no, uh, there's no actual blockage. Uh, there's, you know, some imprecision in some of these tests, and it kind of depends on where you get the test. I'm, I'm not for like some of these uh, traveling circus things that, uh, you know, go to churches and, uh, you know, parking lots and have testing facilities and, you know, you plunk down 150 bucks and you get comprehensive testing. I don't think that those tests are as accurate as the kinds that you get in the hospitals. Um, so less than 50%, well, less than 50% could be 5%, it could be 10%, or it could be 48%. Yeah. So it's not, there's some imprecision there. So, but look, uh, how old are you, sir? 79. And I so think, it, it, I take all the supplements like the, uh, yeah. Key yeah. and others that are supposed no, be, to be... Before we get into what, t- what yeah. you take, you know, let me just say that right. it is not unexpected that at 79 you might have some plaque. It doesn't necessarily imply that you have a dangerous amount of plaque. Uh, but yes, the answer is that it is an accessible part of the body. It's close to the surface. It can be uh, checked out non-invasively with ultrasound, and it offers a sort of a portal as to what's going on in the rest of your body. And there is a possibility that this predicts coronary artery calcification and atherosclerosis and blockages potentially in the small arteries to the brain and elsewhere in your body. On the other hand, I do sometimes see a discordance. I sometimes see people with, yeah, they got uh, calcium in the heart, but none in the carotid arteries, or it's uh, kind of vice versa. It's in the carotid arteries, but not in the coronary arteries. So you might undergo some additional uh, checking. Did you get uh, a a coronary artery calcium test? That's a good test to find out if it's in the heart. No, I didn't get that. I just got the other. Yeah, do it. Do it. That's a good test to predict whether you're at high risk. And if you were to be at high risk, then we would go a little bit more aggressive in terms of prevention. Maybe, you know, check out your supplements. I don't want to go through all of them now, but even potentially put you on statins for uh, prevention, which I do believe in, uh, but only to a certain extent. People at high risk should take them. People at low risk, a waste of time. All right. There you go. Thank you, Stephen, for the kind words. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. 877-726-8255 are a number. We're going to talk about uh, whether marijuana uh, has adverse effects on your brain. Yeah, this is intelligent medicine. As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality, and that's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for relief of occasional minor aches and pains of overexertion. Ache Action, Joint UC, and D-Flame. Ache Action contains a formula exclusive to Protocol for Life Balance that studies show significantly reduces joint discomfort in as little as five days. Protocol's Joint UC is an undenatured type 2 collagen that has been clinically validated for its ability to help maintain healthy joints. And D-Flame has nine plant-based ingredients rooted in traditional herbalism. Each of these products takes its own unique approach to joint stress, flexibility, and mobility. They're available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you 
taking risky over-the-counter or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? Well, there's a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's Liquid Turmeric with Liposomes and Nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin has been shown to reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while. I use them, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturephafarm myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, here's a statement from the American Heart Association about the effects of marijuana on brain health. Now, it is well known, or at least it was reputed, that marijuana has an adverse effect on your brain, and uh, just about anyone who has smoked a reefer or marijuana cigarette can attest to the fact that uh, sometimes uh, it is well established that marijuana's slang name is dope. Uh, you get a little dopey. But does this have long-term uh, adverse effects? Well, uh, the American Heart Association weighed in on this subject, and uh, they issued a summary statement published in a medical journal entitled Stroke. Uh, Stroke is a medical journal that deals with the consequences of hypertension and strokes and TIAs. They say here that numerous research studies challenge the idea that marijuana use is harmless. Instead, demonstrate that cannabis, especially THC, has adverse effects on brain health. That's the THC part, uh, not the CBD part. And small amounts of THC may be beneficial, but the high-test pot that especially uh, kids and young adults are smoking may have adverse effects. Uh, Acute marijuana use affects impulsivity, memory, and behavioral disinhibition. Uh, can affect performance in real-world activities, such as driving, of course. And the long-term effects of cannabis on cognition, however, remain less well-established. Well, there are some studies that suggest that people smoke a lot of pot, uh, may be less motivated. Um, Is that a case of correlation is not causation? Because if you're highly motivated, you may say, look, I need to get stuff done. I'm not going to smoke a lot of marijuana. Uh, They... Uh, have shown a relationship between cannabis use and increased risk for stroke. Um, And uh, so that is a concern. The American Academy of Neurology affirms the value of this statement uh, as an educational tool for neurologists. So you go to a neurologist and you tell them you're smoking a lot of pot, they're going to tell you that "Mm, maybe that's not so good for your brain. And I have concerns about um, legalization of pot. Look, first of all, you know, I don't think that people should be put in prison because they have a marijuana cigarette on them. Uh, that is a tragedy. But legalization kind of 
signals acquiescence to the use of pot, especially among young people, and while there may be age limits to purchasing pot, uh, the fact that there was an age limit of, uh, when I was growing up in California, 18 years old, and then many states have made it 21 years old to purchase alcohol, that didn't deter us from getting our hands on alcohol, because it was available and legal, and you'd get some guy who looked older with a fake ID, or get someone in over 21 to purchase the booze for you, and yeah, you got it. So, uh, yeah, not, you know, I don't really encourage that trend. 877-726-8255, our number. That number available to you 24-7, so you can call in and record a question as to this individual. Let's hear it. Hello, my name is Jerry, and I'm calling in regards to EPA as far as my pancreas. I eat a lot, and I don't gain weight. I'm losing my muscle. I eat lots of vegetables. I eat a good meal, but I'm not gaining weight. So I was just wondering what could be the problem. Thank you, Dr. Hoffman. Okay, so you give the initials EPA, but I think you're talking about uh, EPD, exocrine pancreatic deficiency, which is a lack of digestive enzymes that uh, some people have because they've had pancreatitis in the past. Uh, perhaps that's uh, caused by a history of alcoholism, but sometimes it just happens, or you have waning uh, ability to digest food. And yes, sometimes pancreatic, uh, exocrine pancreatic deficiency can be remedied by taking uh, either medication or supplements that help you better digest your food, and then the food is better assimilated. It's clear that uh, you know, you are what you eat, but you also are what you assimilate. Because if you eat and it just runs through you, as it often does in people with uh, EPD, uh, that uh, you don't gain weight. You tend to lose weight even though you're putting the feed bag on. So that's something worth evaluating. A person who, and this happens about, you know, 90% of the time people are coming to lose weight. But in a nutrition practice like mine, about 5 or 10% of people just want to gain weight. They feel they're becoming frail, and no matter what they do, uh, they can't seem to uh, stem the tide of weight loss. And, of course, you have to make sure that they don't have some kind of severe disease that's causing weight loss, you know, some kind of uh, chronic infection or, God forbid, cancer. Cancer can cause cachexia, cachexia which is weight loss, uh, you know, wasting away. Uh, so you got to make sure that there's no underlying medical problem. Uh, but then there's also uh, the impact of the microbiome. And I have in front of me an article, uh, want to build more muscle? Keeping a healthy gut is crucial. And they say in this article that a study has recently shown that the gut microbiome may play a role in muscle growth and development. And how they determined this is that um, they did an experiment on mice in a lab setting. The mice exercised by running on a wheel in their cages for nine weeks, and one group of mice received antibiotics in their drinking water to kill off all the good bacteria in their gut microbiome. The other group did not. Interestingly, at the end of the testing period, these exercising mice, they should have been, you know, pumped up and buff. Well, the muscle tissue of the mice that had ingested the antibiotic did not increase in size in reaction to exercise like those without the antibiotic. So the condition of the gut, the um, beneficial bacteria that inhabit your intestinal tract may have an impact. As people age, 
men and women, uh, they have a decrease in androgens. Men have more testosterone than women, but women have some. Both sexes have DHEA. These androgens uh, help to preserve muscle mass, and when they decline, uh, people have what's called sarcopenia, which is a loss of muscle mass and hence weight loss. So that's something that needs to be checked, and sometimes we can support um, we can support uh, healthy muscle gains by giving people uh, some anabolic uh, supplements, uh, either prescription or over the counter. So those are some things to consider. Um, it, it could even be something like a celiac disease. In celiac disease, people eat and eat and eat, but because their intestinal microvilli, the absorptive surf surface of their intestine, isn't functioning properly, uh, they just can't absorb nutrients, and they generally tend to lose weight. Although occasionally you'll see an overweight person who even has celiac disease. That's not impossible either. So uh, there you have, you know, these are some of the considerations. Uh, are there supplements that uh, help people gain weight? Well, yes, uh, a little additional protein, some branched-chain amino acids, they can help. Uh, also, uh, sometimes healthy fats. Some people are under the impression that an ultra-low-fat diet is heart-healthy, and they're denying themselves the benefit of uh, animal protein or uh, healthy fats. And then it really becomes hard to gain weight, you know, our worst dilemma is when people say, I can't gain any weight, I'm also a vegan. Well, that's a little problematic because people may not have a balanced intake of macronutrients that support muscle growth. So those are some of the considerations. Thank you for your question. 877-726-8255, our number. And let me talk to you about uh, something that is near and dear to my heart. I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. Now, I weighed in on the adverse effects of marijuana. This is not that. Uh, CBD is a hemp-derived uh, cannabinoid, and the body makes endocannabinoids. You can boost the body's balance of endocannabinoids by taking hemp-derived CBD from CV Sciences, they're now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Reserve Collection. It's a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids. It's rich and bold. The Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. This is high-test, hemp-derived uh, cannabinoids. You can enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's Reserve Collection of Oils and Gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients and with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee and nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Reserve Collection. Check it out. All right. Uh, politics is taking its toll on Americans' health. Uh, man, there's a political divide that I, I can't recall since uh, my early days as a teenager and as a college student during the Vietnam War. Uh, the past few years in American politics have really been tumultuous, to say the least. And they did a survey on the impact of politics on the self-perceived health of Americans. Uh, 800 participated. Almost 40% admitted that politics is stressing them out. 
One in five even said they're losing sleep over U.S. politics. Uh, they 20% have damaged friendships because of political disagreements. People are even, uh, <laughs> they're even disowning relatives over political disagreements. One in five report fatigue, a small proportion, but 4% of the people in our sample said that they had suicidal thoughts because of politics. 4%, the population of 330 million, that translates into about 10 million adults. Thinking of what? Ending it <laughs> because of politics? In all, 11.5% said that politics had adversely impacted their physical health. Um, predictably, 32% said that being exposed to news channels whose views they disagree with was driving them crazy. A lot of people yelling at their radios and their TV sets. Um, significant portion, 29% even said they lost their temper due to politics. Another 22% said they, quote, care too much about who wins and loses elections. It's, you know, it, look, it's great for the political parties. Um, they're um, really revving up their bases, but uh, it comes at a cost to the mental and physical health of a very high percentage of Americans. I mean, let's, I don't know. I think we need to take a little break from the heated politics that have divided us. 877-726-8255, our number. This is Intelligent Medicine. The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Aged garlic extract, regarded as one of the leading natural heart health supplements, has been clinically proven to help reduce high blood pressure and inflammation. Experts believe this alleviates demands on the body's energy stores, freeing it up to fight invaders. The result? A more responsive immune system. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract begins with 100% organically grown garlic and is the most scientifically researched, highest quality, and best-selling odorless garlic extract supplement. And for extra support, get Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Immune Formula 103. Try Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract for a healthy heart and a healthy immune system. Discover more at kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands, why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's xlear.com. Welcome back to Challenge of Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Our number 877-726-8255 for uh, this hour and next. And... I wanted to tell you about a conference that I attended. It's actually the first medical conference that I've attended. I mean, I've attended some virtually because there were a lot of conferences uh, online and um, via Zoom. 
But this is the first one I've attended in person uh, in two years. And it's a good sign because <clears throat> things are normalizing. Uh, people are gathering indoors. And uh, although there was a mask requirement, uh, it was quite a good conference, maybe a little less attended. You know, some people were uh, wary of jumping on a plane and coming to New York City or maybe just being inside with a bunch of people in a hotel conference room. But Andrew Weil uh, came from his home in Tucson, Arizona, to address an audience here in New York. And we're grateful for that. And I copied down some very pithy quotes by Andrew Weil, who is, if you don't know who he is, he's the guy who kind of looks like Mr. Natural. He's got a big bushy beard. He's bald and a little bit uh, Buddha-like in his uh, rotundness, although on a relatively low-carb diet, he's <laughs> lost a ton of weight. Looks good, looks youthful and vigorous. And he addressed uh, a keynote uh, audience at uh, the Integrative Healthcare Symposium here in New York. And among his quotes, uh, several stand out. We all too often ignore the healing powers of nature. That's his central premise, is that you know, when we administer therapies and when we administer drugs, uh, it's not the therapies and drugs that get the patient better. It's our, we're harnessing the intrinsic healing powers. He says that healing comes from within. It is the practitioner's job to facilitate it. And I, I truly believe that. Uh, another point that he made is that uh, people, when he started seeing patients early on in his career, and that was probably in the, in the 1980s and 1990s, uh, he actually uh, completed just an internship and kind of dropped out of the medical uh, educational process to go on to become you know, a specialist in one field or another. And he just wanted to practice, uh, which was unusual for a Harvard Medical School graduate because these folks go on to occupy prestigious positions in uh, medical centers and in government. But instead, uh, he set up a little practice, and he says it, it was very inaccessible. It's the end of a dirt road <laughs> near Tucson, Arizona. So people really had to work hard to get to see him. And uh, in the early 80s and 90s, he said he spent a lot of time just listening to people and encouraging them. He said, quote, patients told me I was the only physician who told them that they could get better. And that, that's what part of the problem with conventional medicine. We have, instead of a placebo, which means you're going to get better, a lot of doctors offer a nocebo. They tell you you only have uh, months to live, that your percentages are poor, uh, that uh, they can't do anything for you, and that uh, tends to accelerate the progression of disease. Uh, he also said, and I'm quoting, it's not the National Institutes of Health, it's the National Institutes of Diseases and Body Parts, which is a good uh, way of talking about our health establishment, because we kind of bifurcate the body into different uh, subspecialties, and you see one specialist, then another, then another, then another. But what really requires kind of a holistic approach to deal with uh, optimizing people's uh, health. He also says a lot of people have no idea what integrative medicine is. That was a coin that he termed integrative medicine. And we now use it all the time, but we attribute it to him. He says, I look forward to the day when it's just called good medicine. There really should not be any... Um, uh, 
marked demarcation line between conventional and, quote, alternative medicine. So really just whatever's good medicine and the parts that we want to take from each. And I, I've actually coined a term intelligent medicine, which means the best of both worlds. Um, he talks about doctors, physician autonomy. It's totally gone up in smoke. I have no idea why doctors aren't marching in the streets. And he talks about all the requirements placed on doctors that, you know, all the, the you know, insurance forms and all the uh, strictures that they have to adhere to and that they can't prescribe certain medications uh, and that, it really robs physicians of initiative and independence, and they also uh, have limited time to see patients. They need to uh, hit productivity goals, and uh, they need to uh, prescribe certain medications under certain circumstances. So physician autonomy taking a hit. He says, we don't have a healthcare system in America. We have a disease management system, and it's the most expensive and least efficient in the world. He says, and finally, most doctors are functionally illiterate in nutrition. He calls for better nutrition and integrative medicine understanding by all physicians and the establishment of wellness centers across the country where we use both conventional and alternative methods to get people better. And I'm all for that. So kudos to him for launching a movement and popularizing it and training thousands of doctors at his center in Arizona who've gone all over the country and all over the world to promote these ideas. Good for him, Dr. Andrew Weil. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine.